0: Welcome to the Life Point Palm Bay Sermon Podcast. We encourage you to make copies of this message, but please don't charge for those copies. If you'd like to know more about Life Point Palm Bay, please visit lifepointpb.com. All right. We are delighted that you're here this morning. If you need Bibles, just wave at our ushers. And if you've forgotten yours, just wave at them. And I tell you where turn, but I don't know where to turn. All right. Um, James Burks, who James Heather. Just a dear part of this family and all, and James has become just a really good friend. And James is going to be continuing on our series this morning as we talk about apps for the absolute modern world. And uh, so I don't have a clue where he's going to be preaching, but <laughs> you will. As always, I am grateful and and humbled uh, by the opportunity to come and share with you this morning, um, Pastor, and inviting me to be a part of the series that the Lord has laid on his heart, and and, uh, that's that's just a a great uh, privilege to be able to be a part of that, so I thank you for that. Um, I'm, I'm grateful even for the use of the graphics that he already kind of hand in place. Uh, unless you're new to the series, then I hope you enjoy my graphics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had a pastor tell me a long time ago that <clears throat> as pastors, we're going to borrow things and share things. You're going to like how someone said something. And so he told me that, uh, he said, remember this. He said, uh, uh, the first time that you borrow something from someone, acknowledge it. Okay? So for instance, I would say, well, as Pastor says, the second time you say as somebody said one time, and the third time as I always say. Right. So, um, so thank you, Pastor, for the for the graphics. Um, that's that's the first time. So. All right, <clears throat> I, I, I'm grateful to be here. Um, when Pastor was sharing about this, I was very excited. Until last Sunday, when he got up and said, open to the book of Ephesians, and I silently, so that none of the rest of you heard it, screamed internally, no!
1: Because
0: I thought he was going to take my half for a And uh, But he didn't. He left me plenty. And uh, there was something he said last week, that he said that Ephesians is just one of those books. that's just, oh my goodness, it's just loaded oh. with wonderful stuff. So I want to share uh, one of the apps that the Lord laid on my heart from the book of Ephesians. So if you would turn there to the sixth chapter of Ephesians. Um, we want to take a look there today. I'm grateful as always to have my wife uh, Heather with me and my son Caleb is here today. <clears throat> and then we have some other friends that are visiting with us today and we are grateful for all of them being here with us. Ephesians chapter 6, beginning at verse 10. <clears throat> there's a couple of verses that I wanted to bundle together but I'll point out the verse for you. Uh, beginning at verse 10, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, and in the power of his might. <clears throat> Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. And here's the verse: For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for your word and for the opportunity to share your word. So for it to be done right, Lord, I need you to speak right now. I need you to speak to every heart that's here, to every ear that's listening. Lord, how do you want this path applied in their life? Lord, you tell me. I will decrease so that you might increase one. And in it all, I want you to have the glory and the praise alone. We pray this in Jesus' name, Amen. How many of you are some in some way connected to this new modern technological age by having a smartphone or a tablet or an iPad or a laptop or a desktop computer? <laughs> That's kind of what I thought. And for those of you holding up, keep holding up. All right, I'm here. to home, I would get rid of myself so that I wouldn't have to call my wife. i just yell out the window, so I'm with you on that. How many of you have
1: apps on those devices that you forget you have on those devices? I can't tell you the
0: number of times I have come home from somewhere, forgot to leave a porch light on, and I'm fumbling around trying to put my key in the door lock to unlock the door only to remember that I have a flashlight on my phone yep. <laughs> that I never use because I keep forgetting that I have it until I unlock the door I have a light I could have used on my phone to find the door a little bit easier that's how this app feels to me, it's one of those apps that's wonderful powerful and helpful and we don't use it enough I forget to use it as often as I should. Let me share
1: a little bit about the at-verse because I'll tie the other ones in with it. Verse 12 says,
0: For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. This this whole Bible is an act to be applied to your life, but this one is the one the Lord put on my heart For, for this reason. It tells me a couple things. First of all, It starts off by saying we wrestle. Mm -hmm. We wrestle. Folks, I don't know if you realize you're in a fight right now. Worse than that, you're in a war. And there's nothing like losing a fight that you don't know you're in. (laughs) There's nothing like getting ambushed and being unprepared because you didn't realize that there was any conflict or any problem. Sometimes we think that if I'm getting along with my neighbors and getting along with my family, then all is well. But there is a spiritual war that is raging around us every single day. <laughs> and so that verse reminds me, every time I read that, that, oh yeah, we impressive. There is going to be that challenge. There are going to be those attacks. There are going to be those things that the enemy is trying to throw at us. And there needs to be a constant spiritual awareness as you walk through life to be prepared for those things. I, I was born and raised in Michigan, and we have this thing in Michigan called uh, snow. And, uh, and so when it comes out, there's a certain type of snow
1: that's great for packing into a ball, okay? And there's
0: nothing like walking out your front door and all of a sudden getting hit with five, six, seven of those snowballs because you weren't ready and you weren't prepared and you didn't know that, you know, everybody had built up snowbanks and they were ready to, to go on the offensive. It's much different if you kind of know that's a possibility. So you sneak out the back door and arm yourself with about two or three snowballs Then come out the front door, and you come out swinging, and you come out throwing, and you come out looking, and you come out... You know what, folks? That's how we need to walk in the Spirit every day. We need to wake up, hit the ground, grab the Holy Spirit snowball, and be ready because we have an enemy that wants to attack us. And he wants to pounce on us, and he wants to take advantage of every crack he can find every weakness you might have. Watch this. Here's one of the weaknesses that he exploits more than I think anything else. He said we wrestle, but he tells us in the word, Paul writing here, who we're fighting against. So this verse not only tells us that we're fighting, but it tells us who we're fighting against. But before it tells us who we're fighting against, he tells us who we're not fighting against. He says we wrestle not against blood. If you've been paying attention, I heard it mentioned earlier by a member of the praise team, you. if you've been paying attention to the news recently, there's a lot of folks that are battling one another. There is a lot of anger. There's a lot of hatred. There's a lot of distrust. There's there's, there's constantly the news, father against son, mother against daughter, black against white. There's this constant outpouring of of tension. This life matters and that life matters. You know what matters? Christ matters. Amen.
1: And if we can lock into
0: that then we get to avoid some of this. Because my fight isn't with you. And your fight isn't with me. And whatever you don't like about me or I don't like about you that has us at odds with each other, there's probably a source behind it. Now, let me clarify, people can be very irritating sometimes, okay? You won't experience that, okay? So people have to bear some responsibility for the choices they make and the things that they do. But I want you to look at, and this is what this verse, I believe, points out, the greater source behind the problem. That we have an enemy that is fighting us in the spirit realm that is stirring up all of this stuff. And because we're not fighting in the spirit realm, we're fighting it in flesh and blood. And the husband thinks his wife's the problem. The wife thinks her husband's the problem. And the parents think the kids are the problem. And the kids think And so we pour out our anger there. We pour out our hatred there. We step on each other's pain. We hurt each other. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever been angry or upset with someone and then realized later they weren't the one that did what you thought they had done that made you angry? Anybody besides
1: me done that?
0: You had worked yourself up into a lather and you were ready to go. And then you found out they didn't do it. Folks, listen, a lot of what we wrestle with and a lot of the battles that we're having with the people that we're having them with, there's a source behind the scenes pulling the strings that's causing this effect to take place. And we're wrong. We're, we're angry at the wrong person. In the wisdom of Christ, as He was being nailed to the cross, He said, "Father, forgive them, yes, they don't know." And they have no clue. Have no idea the gift that they're
1: throwing away right now. But He knew that there was something else
0: behind the scenes. I, I, I'm mindful of Genesis chapter 3. Adam and Eve are in the garden and they've sinned and now they're hiding and they're, they're dressed in fig leaves and they're trying to they're, they're wearing the first camouflage outfits and they're trying to hide amongst the trees and, and you like that? <laughs> and they're hiding amongst the trees and and God comes and in in walking in the cool of the garden He says, where are you? He didn't say that because he didn't know where they were. Their camouflage wasn't that good.
1: <laughs>
0: I, I think it was a heart question. your heart at right now. What just happened? What's going on? And so they said to him, Adam's reply was, we were naked, so we hid ourselves. Now watch the question that God asked. Who told you you were naked? God knew from the very beginning that this other thing was a part of the dynamic. That there was this enemy stirring up causing these these difficulties. Did Adam and Eve have to have consequences for their part of their choice? Absolutely. Did God know who the real fight was against? Yes, he did. So let me ask you, do you know who the real fight is against? You've been angry at that, that family member for so long. For some of us, we've forgotten why we were even angry in the first place. but what if, consider this, consider this app, see if we can apply this, what if you stopped and thought for a second, maybe there's something else going on here besides this person trying to hurt me or this person trying to irritate me or this person deliberately trying to be a problem in my life. What if there's an enemy pulling strings that's making me see this thing much bigger than it actually is? Making me overreact to this? Maybe the enemy's not just working on them, but maybe he's attacking you in that same moment. And so as you're mad at that person, what if you stopped and backed up and reconsidered and thought, wait a minute, they're not the problem. And maybe I'm not even the problem. Maybe there's something else at work here that's the cause. Could we lay down all of our spears? Lay down all of our weapons? If we thought to ourselves, amen. People are the problem. That we are wrestling against principalities and against powers and against the rulers of darkness of this world and against spiritual wickedness. I think in order for you to really grasp the end of that verse, you gotta recognize that the scripture teaches us that Satan is real. Mm-hmm. And that there is a spiritual realm and there are demonic forces, hateful, wicked, evil, and those things are working against us. Because if you don't even acknowledge who you're fighting, you got no way of winning that battle. If you don't even see and recognize, that these things are true, that this scripture is not a fantasy, this scripture is not an allegory for something else, that we are truly wrestling in a spiritual realm and we don't even see and acknowledge that, we've got no chance this. And you're going to stay angry at people. Anybody here ever been angry at another person? (laughs) Did you like that? There's no joy in that at all. None whatsoever. Let me ask a more personal question. And this is one of those, I like to throw in one of those questions every now and then that you don't really have to answer. And you don't have to raise your hand and you don't have to ever tell me, but I really want you to answer honestly with the Holy Spirit. Are you sitting here today angry at somebody right now? Are you sitting here today And there's some bitterness in your heart towards someone. Are you sitting here today still thinking that your fight is against flesh and blood? That it's against your sister? That you can never let go of what your father did? All of those are wiles of the enemy. Let me back up a couple verses here. It says, Find in my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Paul has written this beautiful letter and he has said a lot of awesome things in the book of Ephesians and then he wraps it up and he says, finally. And and that's one of those phrases that says, okay, if you didn't get anything else, get this. Be strong in the Lord. The song said, in your presence.
1: That's where I'm strong."
0: Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Here's why that's important. Because your might won't win the fight. For all the efforts you put into it, for everything you try to do to win that fight, your might is never going to be enough. You can only be strong and you can only be victorious in the power of His might. Let me show you real quick. In the book of Colossians chapter 2, now we just read in this passage that we're wrestling against principalities and we're wrestling against powers and all sorts of things, but if we look in Colossians uh, chapter 2 verse 15, it's talking about Christ and it's talking about the victory that Christ has uh, has done and, and, and that verse 15 says that and having spoiled principalities and powers he made a show of them openly triumphing over them in it Christ has beaten the powers and the principalities and the wickedness and all that sort of stuff why do I need to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might because he's already beat them yeah. he's already been victorious when we think about this spiritual, well, okay, wait a minute. Ephesians says that I'm resting against principality. Yes, I am. But I gain the victory by being strong in the Lord. Because he's the one that has already defeated them. He has already defeated them. That's why I want to rest in him. That's why I want to be strong in the Lord. Now understand, because Christ defeated the, wicked, the spiritual wickedness and the principalities and all the stuff, it doesn't mean they're not coming after you still. It, it, it does not mean that they don't they, that they are going to back off now because of what Christ did. They want to see how much of Christ you're going to apply.
1: They want to see if you have
0: an app that you forgot you had on your phone. They want to see if you're going to continue to wrestle against flesh and blood and they're going to keep baiting you and keep setting you up and keep pushing you and keep provoking you to fight against one another, to be angry at one another. They want to test and see if you're going to recognize that, whoa, Christ already made a show of them. Already beat, defeated, destroyed. And when he said, it is finished. It was truly finished. (laughs) They had no chance other than against those who don't know that they've already won. (laughs) My son and I were on different cheering sides during the NBA Finals. (laughs) And it would be kind of silly right now for one of the star players on his team to still be out shooting three-pointers thinking there's still a chance to win the championship when it's over. When it's already finished. My son just needs to jump on the
1: bandwagon. Come on with me.
0: Throw that other blue and gold shirt away. Get him a burgundy and gold shirt. Come on with me. Because here's where the victory is. The the enemy wants to keep pressing, and he wants to see. Do you really know that you already won? He knows. (laughs) He wants to know. Do you know? Because if you don't know, then guess what you're going to continue to do. You're going to fight with me. You're going to fight with one another. I realize that my. On marriage, my wife and I have been married for 30 years, praise God. And I can look back and see how many times I have misplaced and misdirected anger at my wife. When it was the enemy stirring the pot. We've talked about how many times we miss missed the connection of just joining hands and getting on our knees and beginning to pray. And recognizing that we already had the victory in Christ Jesus. That God is for marriage. He created marriage, He designed marriage. And so it grieves his heart to see our marriage struggling and crumbling and breaking. That all that while he wanted us to just look at him and go, You've already won. Apply the app, stop fighting one another. And slow learner that I am, I praise God that we're getting. Further and further and better and better when it comes to that. Now, that doesn't mean that whenever something flares up, I go, oh, you devil. <laughs> 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 don't, don't try that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> not, good.
1: not good. That's not what that means. <laughs> what it more likely means is he's
0: trying to paint my view of the situation. And he's trying to affect how I hear what was said. Anybody here ever be in a conversation with someone and you were absolutely convinced that they said this and it had to mean this, and when you play it back to them, they're like, I don't even know what you're talking about. I didn't say anything close to that, and I didn't mean anything, and that wasn't it was the furthest thing from my mind. You know who's messing with your ears? Spiritual wickedness in please places. Anybody have that mishearing at any point in your life? Does that lead to the anger and to the conflict and to the struggle and to the problem? Yeah. So I'm to put on, verse 11, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Did you hear that? To be strong in the Lord and the power of his mighty He's given me his armor to put on to be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. I grew up watching uh, Love's Bunny and Warner Brother cartoons. And one of my favorite, one of my dad's favorite, he, he would just crack up. He loved Roadrunner. <laughs> And he would watch Wiley e. Coyote just put this contraption together and do all this stuff, uh, and it never worked, of course. He never caught the runner. And we would just laugh and we enjoyed that. And I clearly remember one day I'm watching it and I went, Wiley e. Coyote. Wild. I get it. This verse made sense because I was watching cartoons. Okay, So that's one for you kids. All right? It made sense because I thought, you know what this guy does? He spends all his time and energy trying to come up with some of the most elaborate things that he could possibly do with one goal in mind, which is to catch the roadrunner. And I thought,
1: that's what the enemy does.
0: That's what he does. He's subtle and he tries to be clever And he tries to weave all this stuff together. He's an author of confusion. He's he's the author of weapons of mass destruction. I say that because, you know what? He doesn't mind if his scheme not only hurts me, but hurts you and hurts you and hurts you too. If he can get more for for his dollar, he's happy with that. And what the Lord is telling me in the word here is that if I put on the armor of God, I can stand against those schemes and all those traps and all those snares and all those lies will be defeated because of the app, verse 12, my recognition of who I'm actually up against. Why I need the armor is because of who I'm fighting against. Why I need to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might is because of the enemy that I'm facing. Listen, folks, God has no problem telling you how strong your enemy is. But your enemy will never tell you how strong God is. I might need to repeat that. (laughs) God has no problem telling you that you're fighting against spiritual wickedness in high places and principalities and the rulers of darkness. called calling the rulers of darkness. He has no problem telling you how strong the enemy is. Keep in mind, your enemy never wants to tell you how strong God is. Because he would have to admit defeat. Mm -hmm. He would have to admit, Guys, I've been fooling you all this time. I had no chance. I never had a chance. I'm not even sure why I was trying, but it was fun while it lasted. He will never admit to how strong God is because of all the defectors that would leave his camp if he told them the truth. If he told them, you know what, in Christ there is life and life eternal, a whole section would leave. If he told them that that by his stripes you are healed, another section would leave the enemy's camp. If he told them that if my people which are called by my name would humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven? I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. All these people would leave the enemy's camp. We put down his toys and stop playing with him. And so the enemy never wants you to truly know how strong God is. He never wants you to really figure that out. He doesn't want you to know that you have an advantage and you're on the winning side if you're in Christ Jesus. He doesn't want you to know that even though you're fighting against these principalities and powers and all those sort of things, God has given you an armor that will protect you. If you read through the rest of chapter 6, there's more
1: apps there. Because
0: mm-hmm. you're going to find out that there is a breastplate of righteousness and a belt of truth and, and your feet can be covered with the preparation of the gospel of peace and the shield of faith. There's more there. As the enemy knows to be true, he knows that in Christ we have the victory. Amen if I'm fighting against spiritual presence, spiritual stuff, spiritual things, it's a battle that needs to be fought in the spirit. It's a battle that needs to be fought with the spirit of God living in you. And the beauty of it is that the spirit of God is living in you, you don't have to fight the battle. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: he said, come unto me, all you that are laboring heavily, and I'm going to work you till your hands are what He said, he invites you to come and rest.
1: To come and rest. Yeah, but we're wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> <Good rest. laughs> yeah but there's, there's a fight that's it's
0: a spiritual fight. To quote the philosopher N.C. Hammer, you can't touch this.
1: (laughs) There's nothing you can do about that. Only God
0: can fight that battle for you. If there's a victory to be won in that spiritual realm, Christ Christ is our victory. So, folks, here's your, let me close with this. Here's how I I pray that this path gets applied. And first of all, we let go of the anger, the bitterness, the resentment. That we stop taking all of our hurt and our pain out on other folks and other people. Yes, we have to be wise. Yes, there are some people who are up to no good because they're fully entrenched in the camp of the enemy. But you don't have to hate them. I I, I find that we often fear what we don't know and what we don't understand. And that we often are angry and we hate when we've seen the worst in someone. I think a lot of the police officers on the street have a concern because they keep their job is to go and see the worst of people sometimes. I understand historically where African Americans are because when brought over to this land against their will, they saw the worst in a certain group of people. I get that. But I get to be strong in the Lord now. I get to live in the power of His might, and because of that, I get to drop all the other baggage. I don't have to carry any of that stuff anymore, and neither do you. But the only way to get free, the only victory, is for your life to be truly surrendered to Christ. Christ has to live in you and you have to give your all to him. One good reason to, to surrender my life to Christ is because I'm fighting a losing battle without him in a realm that I can't even fight in. Christ is my strength. And he's your strength. If you will trust him. if you'll believe Let me take a step further. Don't just believe. The scripture tells us that the demons believe. Believe and follow. Mm-hmm. Believe and follow. Put feet to your faith. Okay? If you believe in Christ, live as though you believe in Christ you trust as fully in Jesus as your Lord, then live it out that way. Don't just talk about it. Live it out. Sometimes we confuse feelings with faith. And we can watch a tragedy on the news and we can be just so moved and, and it can just affect us and yet we still don't respond and do anything. And we feel good about ourselves because we were moved by it and we were affected by it. If you believe, then live it. If you believe, then walk it out. If you believe that you're fighting against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places, then live it out by putting on the armor of God to protect you. And then tell someone else where they can get some
1: armor as well. Let's pray.
0: As you're just listening to the Lord, just speak to your heart right now. If you would just ask, how can I apply this app? Is there some area of my life where it's been me against them, it's me against people, it's me against my supervisor, me against my wife, Lord, you've opened my eyes today to realize that there's an enemy that's been attacking me. That there's been a fight that I didn't even realize I was in because I was looking the wrong way. <laughs> Ask the Lord to show you how to apply that act to your heart today. How do I release years of resentment? How do I let oh, tons of baggage? forgive someone I must seek forgiveness as your thoughts are still turning towards the Lord let me share this several years ago I went to a promise keepers conference years and years ago and they had a moment that I, I wish it would carry on to this time that we're living in right now but it was a moment of racial reconciliation Powerful moment of of healing between the races, confessions, generational confessions. My people did this to your people. Please forgive me. And it was between blacks and whites. It was between Hispanics and Asians. It was between Native Americans and whites. It was it was beautiful. The stadium of forty thousand pastors. It was amazing. When they got done talking, the, the person that was in charge asked all the people of color, in the darker hue, to come down so that they could just love them. And as my comrades pushed me out in the aisle because I wasn't going to go down there, as I started to go down, the gentleman, an older gentleman, Caucasian, he turned and stepped down and he looked at me with tears in his eyes and he shook my hand. He said, I need to say I'm sorry. Okay, brother. Now let me tell you what happened. He said, "I used to be a submarine commander, a naval commander, and when I would go onto my ship before we would launch out, it was customary that we would shake hands with every member of the crew before we departed." Tears are just streaming down his eyes. He is heartbroken, and he said, "I need to tell you that every time I would shake the hand of a crew member that was black." I point my hand. in that man's heart that he finally got the fact that his fight wasn't against me or people of my color but that the enemy was influencing him and swaying him. It was so good to see him get free that day. I want you to have that freedom as well. Sometimes it means a deep search, folks. There may be stuff buried pretty deep that you didn't even realize you had in there resentments that you've had in there that you didn't even recognize. Stuff stuck in there that God wants to release you from today. Father, in the power of your Fighting against one another. I'm tired of bitterness towards one another. Lord, I'm tired of the hatred I've been carrying in my heart for all these years. Yes, the pain is real of what was done hurt, Lord, but by your strength, by your power, I want to be set free. Give me an application to its app in my heart so that the next conflict that comes up, I look beyond the person and being upset with them and I begin to immediately pray against the enemy. I begin to realize that the attack is coming from someplace else. And I don't want to be fooled any longer. I don't want to be tricked any longer. I don't want to cast blame any longer in the wrong direction. your help and I need your strength to be set free Lord the other app that I'm making on is those that you've set free are free indeed I pray this in Jesus precious wonderful name Amen And how he works, how he answers prayer. Um, I have been asking the Lord how to address even the things that we see going on in our country right now. How do we do that? How do we do it? And the Lord has been working me, even just things deeper than I thought. And I so love, appreciate James, and appreciate as he shared this morning, his testimony, and Lord, grab my hand. And she says, you know, it's part of my testimony I'd like fits it over to visit in what the Lord's doing here. And I know a portion of that. Because I think the Lord wants to apply this in a lot of ways this morning. Um, and so I want to give him the freedom to be able to do the or
1: will you come? And
0: just share. And then we're gonna we're gonna pray together and we're gonna close out. I want you to hear this. So what the Lord on me this morning is to share a story
2: with happened uh, to me, for me, years ago. Um, I am a survivor of sexual abuse, and for many, many, many years, I did not acknowledge that that abuse had happened to me. I became a Christian um, at the age of 27 years old, and the Billy Graham crusade, and God really got a hold of my heart, and he started showing me things that were a barrier to him. This barrier did not get revealed to me until I was about 35 years old in my walk. And at the time, there was a woman at our church that had shared her testimony about being raped and how she had walked through healing that sexual pain that had happened to her. And I remember going to that woman and asking her, how did you get through this? Because God has revealed to me that I have all this bitterness and anger in my heart towards what happened to me that's been coming up. And she looked at me and she said, oh, you just need to thank God for it. And she walked away.
1: And I thought to myself, there's no way I will ever
2: thank God for this. And for about three months period of time as I was seeking counseling, I was so angry at God and wrestling with him. You call yourself good? How can you allow this? And as I was wrestling on the mat with him, he began to show me it's because of my love for you. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense to me. How can this be about your love for me? He said, because I would never force you to love me. I gave man free will. And your fight is not against me, but against the man who did this to you.
1: And even then,
2: the fight is not about him, but it's about those principalities and powers. And so for about three months, I was wrestling through all of this anger, and people were watching me and One day as I was walking out to my car, I heard this voice, which I have come to know to be the power of God. And in my moment of rage, I heard him say this. I'm waiting. What do you want? I'm like, what do you mean, what do I want? What do you want? And I said, you know, I want to be free to love. I want to be free to experience love to me, through me, for me. But there's this barrier. And he said, I'm waiting. What are you waiting for? You. I've waited for you, your whole life, to turn to me so that I can love you. We read that verse this morning in Isaiah 4. And I'll tell you that in a moment, God lifted my rage. He lifted my anger. He lifted my name, and I walked in that moment of complete forgiveness, and love, and acceptance, and repentance. It was so powerful. And I had this woman come up to me, and she said, I've been watching you the last three months walk through your abuse and getting on the other side of it. She said, I need to know what it is that you've done. Can we meet and have coffee? I'm like, absolutely. And we sat at coffee that day. And I said, there's only one way through this pain, and that's through the love of Jesus. Do you know him? And she said, no, I don't. I said, would you like to? She said, yes, she would. And she accepted Jesus as her Lord and Savior that day. And on the way out to the car, these words came to my mind, which I know it to be of the Lord. Isn't it awesome that my pain brought you to him? You are the author and perfecter of my faith. You can redeem every area of my life. Where there once stood a root of bitterness, there is now that Holy Spirit that brings that love and that peace and that joy. And isn't it awesome that our pain brings us to Him? And it is there that we find Him.
0: Would you stand? I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm not, I can't force you, and I'm not trying to manipulate you in any way. But I'm going to ask you, if the Spirit is speaking to you. If you would simply respond to him, not to me, not to James, or to anyone. else, just to, to be able to say, Lord, Willing for you to change anything about me that keeps me from using this hand, anything I believe, anything I'm holding on to, I'm willing for you to change. I'm willing for you to touch it. And right now, you just have worked the willing. Work. I think most of us have discovered in life that the thing that often stands in our way is simply our unwillingness. My refusal to let go, my refusal to, to be open to receive what God might want to do. I love the examples you've had this one, because as James talks about him, and I've had the privilege of talking to James more in private, there are things that have been done to him, said things he's experienced. No brother
1: should have had to experience.
0: There are things that you have experienced, I and mean, Laura is sharing hers. I, I'm not in any way downplaying what you have gone through, any of you. What has hurt you, or the people that the enemy has worked through to hurt you. Downplay. <laughs> like, there's simply no future in there's,
1: there's no future in holding There's no.
0: Hurts different than yours, but no less do. And I can tell you that the only joy and peace that I have known, the love that I have experienced, has always been in letting go. So, Lord, I'm praying this morning. I'm leading us as we stand here, those who are willing, to say, Yes, Lord, I will, I am willing for you to do whatever. I'm willing to let go. I'm willing to release. I'm willing to believe that you are good, even when it seems like you're not. I'm willing for you to change my heart and my emotions. I'm willing for you to take my memories and to write them in a different way, so that I remember them I'm willing for, for you to do your work. Your spirit Lord. and I'm going to keep on being willing until the day I see you face to face. Let you keep doing this work, it's not a one time thing, I'll let you keep doing it, Lord. Would you move by your spirit Lord. and your today? Set us free more free than the world when we walked in, and Lord, tomorrow we'll be more free than we are today and every day. The freedom you have set us free. Lord, we want it. We want you. We want to know you and experience all of you. So help us. And then, Lord, help us demonstrate that. Because as you're doing this work in us, we're going to see other people differently. We're going to respond to them differently. We're going to even hear what they say differently. Because of what you're doing for us. So, Lord, we thank you. We appreciate you. We always have prayer partners here at the front. and we can pray with you about anything that God's doing in your life, it's our privilege to do that. Lord, thank you. Thank you for your presence today. Thank you for your word to us. And it just keeps on speaking. And we pray in Jesus' name.